yeah, so I got started with Noster. Uh, yeah, I'll pronounce it Noster. Um, because I started working on a really similar protocol about a year ago, uh, January of 2022. And I'd been working on that about two weeks when I discovered Noster. Um, and unfortunately, at that time, I figured that I would continue working on my own protocol. Um, there were, I obviously I preferred it because I had invented it myself. And so I kind of worked on that for about 10 months through October of 22. Um, and at that point I realized how little time I had to dedicate to it and how much work writing a protocol from scratch, uh, was, especially the, the part of getting people on board and working on it. And, uh, Nostra had been quietly building, uh, you know, Damos and, uh, and Nostra.rocks and everything in the meantime. And so I figured I'd just switch over and see what I could do with Noster. There were some reservations I had about Noster uh, that I thought my protocol solved better, but I figured I'd just jump in and see what I could do. There's almost there's almost no such thing as Noster. Like it almost doesn't even exist. It's just this this confluence of ideas and interest and energy, and uh, it can really become anything that it needs to be. Uh, I think that's yeah what makes it powerful. What were the what were the what are the shortcomings that you've noticed? Yeah, so my opinion was that um, the kind of web of trust uh, solutions that I had in mind for solving social media and uh, you know both moderation and scaling um, weren't really addressed by Noster, and that's that's still true today. Noster is pretty agnostic on that kind of thing, but. I think Noster is a substrate uh, that you can build that sort of stuff on top of. So basically my protocol uh, had some um, had some requirements for relays to where they had to verify that the sender was the one who signed an event or um, pull the event um, from a source based on uh, an incoming event. So it was kind of based on this whole voting system where a, a user would vote on a piece of content and say, I'm going to rate this content like an 8 out of 10 or something like that. And once enough 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 votes had accrued on, the, uh, on, a, on a relay, um, it would choose to replicate that content and then show it to its subscribers. So relays sort of were uh, envisioned as hubs of communities. Um, whereas, and, and I think that's kind of where Noster is eventually going to land. Um, cause that solves a lot of problems, right? It solves, uh, content, uh, replication. So if, if a lot of people who are interested in a particular thing, um, are subscribed to a single relay, it makes it a lot easier to replicate that content, which means less, uh, computational resources dedicated to replicating content and, uh, lower latency for, uh, people who are on a, on a particular topic. So my, my vision was sort of subreddits, except you can cross post. Uh, basically, so that that's what I'm trying to build on top of Noster. Um, but obviously, lots of people have different ideas for what uh, Noster can do, or, can do or should do. So uh, my my vision's always evolving, and and uh, it's a lot more fun to build with other people than build by myself. Uh, I've been way more motivated uh, to work on Noster than on my own thing. Yeah, the fact that other people are involved makes it so much better. It's like just not fun working by yourself for too long. Yeah, it's huge. The The client FOMO is so strong. It's intense. I, I released a huge update on Coracle today 
um, added public chat and encrypted DMs uh, support, as well as a lot of uh, kind of performance optimizations and stuff. Um, but like the whole two weeks in the past that I've been working on this, I've been watching Snort and um, and Blockhorn Notes, just like blazing a crazy trail. They're doing amazing work over there. I started building a front end, um, a desktop front end, and then I just saw like so many other people doing so many other front ends, like so many clients. And I was just like, uh, okay, I need to do something else. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's insane. Uh, the protocol you were you were working on before your your protocol um it sounds sort of like a cross between there are sort of sounds like aspects that are sort of mastered on like and nostalgic like yeah it was definitely motivated by a uh, a hate of mastodon uh, <laughs> uh mastodon is awful just in like every dimension it's it's a great first pass at the problem of decentralized social media but you know i don't know how old it is at least 10 years um, it's really time for a new iteration. I, I joined the Bit Bitcoin Hackers Mastodon, and that was the most active one that I'd checked out before. But it's usually just cross-posting from Twitter, which is why I'm against like Twitter cross-posting bots. I think that's an awful idea. It just kills any uh, any social media uh, alternative um, because it uh, cross-posting bots allows you to uh, increase your reach without uh, buying into the protocol and the platform. So, you know, instead of you can you can keep your cozy little Twitter thing while gaining an audience from Noster or Mastodon, but you're not actually investing in those platforms by by using by spending your attention on those platforms. That's what the, makes those things succeed. So I I will <laughs> I will not use those. I, I might ban those from Coracle. I don't know. Uh, I probably won't do anything that heavy handed, but I'm not a fan at all of that approach. And then Mastodon's federation is insane. You know, you put all your stuff on a single instance, and then you can't can't really move. I mean, in theory, you can. ActivityPub is just overcomplicated too. Um, and then you know, once you click on your Explore tab or your your Network tab in uh, Mastodon, you immediately have this firehose of just absolute irrelevant trash uh, that you don't want to see. Um, and so you're stuck on. Your one instance where one person, the uh, administrator of your instance, posts, and uh, that's pretty much where you are. So, it's not competitive to Twitter by any stretch. It was an interesting first step to see like what would happen, and um, but as always, like the the emergent properties come out over time, and then you find out whether it really works or not. So, I'm kind of interested to see what happens. Or excited is the better word to see what happens with Noster, like. Uh, the emergent properties and how the how the relay topology is gonna like what's gonna happen there. It's gonna be super interesting to see. Yeah, I have opinions about how I hope it it turns out and how it should turn out, but I love the restraint that Fiat Jaff shows with um with this whole thing. You know, he just uh he just doesn't have an opinion when people ask him opinions and uh he just says, Go ahead and build something first and then we'll spec it out afterwards. Uh Go ahead and experiment, break things, see what happens. Um, the the really bottom up approach resonates with me. I got into functional programming a few years ago, and uh, you know, going from specking everything out in advance with uh, UML diagrams and stuff like that to uh, sort of just building abstractions that work, and then building abstractions on top of those ab abstractions. I love it. And you know, with Noster, we're still operating in layer one territory. Uh, we've got Noster, we've got event streams, and people are building clients on top of this stuff and integrating other things into it like Lightning and, and that sort of thing. But 
we're going to need layer two, layer three. Uh, I don't know about layer three, maybe just a whole bunch of layer two solutions. So like one, one challenge I've had with writing Coracle is performance. And it's kind of funny because, uh, this mystified me for a while because writing Coracle, um, everything was really slow and it was partly due to the flakiness of relays. Uh, sometimes it would be fast. Sometimes it would be slow, but my client was significantly slower than other clients that I tried, like Astral. Um, and so I tried doing what Astral did, which was uh, cache a bunch of stuff in, in local storage, or not local storage, but in IndexedDB in the browser. Um, but that uh, didn't really work either, because you need to have an intelligent caching policy. And I was just sucking down a whole bunch of data, saving it, and then never loading it again, because I was loading feeds at, at you know, the most recent events. And so I did what Astral did, and I removed Dexy from most uh, most of my uh, data loading stuff, and only used it for alerts and messages. Um, but the the key ended up being uh, fetching context. So in Coracle, I have uh, like counts, and so in order to count anything in Noster, you need to download all the events and count them client side. And at small scale, that can sort of work. Uh, Coracle was running fine before Jack tweeted about it, uh, but then Jack tweeted about it, and his tweet got, or his 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 Noster posts all got 100 to 200 likes, 100 replies, and uh, Coracle loaded up that note and tried to download all 300 things, and uh, that increased the latency that the user perceived by just orders of magnitude. Coracle is basically not responsive, both because of that and because it was overwhelming the relays. Just kind of like early days stuff. But, um, you know, I implemented follower counts a few weeks ago, and it's the same sort of thing. You go to uh, Will Will Kassarin's, uh profile on, on Coracle, and it downloads all his followers. He's got like 4,000 followers. So it just sits there and like, you can see the number counting, and you think it's an animation, but it's actually just uh, the web socket, like spitting tons of data. So it's like super, super wasteful bandwidth, super, super slow. If you want to do those kind of aggregates currently, I have a nip, uh, proposal, uh, in a pull request on, uh, on the re on the Noster nips repo that, uh, proposes count. And, um, I included a group by as part of that, uh, cause it seemed to me it would be useful to, you know, go ahead and count everything, but group it by public key so that I can kind of run like, you know, potentially like time series analysis or something like that. You could do some pretty fancy stuff if, if you had a group by, but, uh, but most people are pretty hesitant. And I think for good reason, uh, about grouping things, but just having count would be awesome. Uh, instead of downloading 4,000 events from six different relays and wasting all that bandwidth, you could just grab a count, uh, from each one. So Anyway, long story short, uh, that's kind of the next project I want to take on at some point is to create an indexing server that allows you to build a client without downloading a giant fire hose. And of course, the downsides of that are the censorship resistance. So ultimately, I'd like to see it as kind of a um, kind of an addendum to the core relay uh, implementation. So, you know, not part of the Noster protocol per se, but part of a kind of second layer uh, protocol, either ad hoc protocol or specified somewhere else that relay implementations can also implement. And so uh, clients can either go straight to the relay or they can use the second layer. Um, and then if, if each relay implements the second layer, then you've, you've still got that kind of distributed network effect 
Um, but like Fiat Jeff says, like you want to keep your relays really simple. So it comes up against all kinds of trade-offs, but that's kind of where I see things inevitably heading, uh, regardless of it, whether anyone wants that. Performance has to improve somehow. So uh, uh, maybe like segregated witness, but for Nostar. Um. Yeah, <laughs> this is an interesting trade-off too. Like, so what's the behavior of adding more relays to your client, right? Do you want to have one relay or do you want to have 12 relays uh, that you're requesting against? Obviously, there's, there's the bandwidth trade-off, but how is the client supposed to act when you want to request a certain piece of data? Should it wait for all 12 relays, or should it take the first one that responds? And is that response a non-empty response or an EOS? So you don't want to say, oh, I couldn't find it. I'd asked one of my random 12 relays, and the fastest one to respond said it didn't have it, so I gave up. Uh, but then you don't want to ask for all, all, all 12, because... Some of the relays out there are still on, you know, $5 VPSs and uh, their latency is just uh, horrendous. So you don't want to sit there spinning for uh, 30 seconds when your other 11 relays have already responded to your request. So the heuristics for deciding which relay to use, uh, both from a social graph perspective, but also from a performance perspective, I think there's a ton of work to be done there. Um, in my recent release, of Coracle, I actually, uh, I, I did a lot of that uh, relay selection stuff, but uh, there's a lot more to be done. I started packaging uh, Astral into, Golang has a nice library called Whales. Uh, it's sort of like Electron, but for Golang specifically. That then gives you a lot of flexibility with like more, you have a lot more power there. So I was pulling in all the events from all relays and then indexing them <laughs> locally. <laughs> yeah, and... and um, uh, but basically, like, as soon as you get a, the first response from any relay with something that you want, it goes straight to the to the client, to the front end. Uh, but then the rest indexes in the background and tallying up mentions and all this sort of stuff um, happened there as well. So that's kind of like built an indexer, which actually I haven't published, but it's that's already done. <laughs> I should probably publish it. Oh, but, nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would, t I would love to take a look at that and build on it. Uh, I actually, another big, big thing that's been going on with me is I applied to FUTO, FUTO Fellowship. Are you familiar with that no, at all? It's, uh, I don't know exactly what it is. It's like a open source accelerator program that's based in Austin, Texas. I applied at the end of December, um, for Coracle and they, I, I, I just did it. I figured nothing would come of it, but they actually gave me an interview and they accepted me last week. So, uh, starting next week, I'm moving from, from, uh, Idaho all the way to Texas, um, with my family. I have four kids and I'm going to do their fellowship program. They're going to pay me for three months to work on Coracle, which is pretty exciting. Uh, right now I've just been like getting up early and doing it on the weekends and stuff. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I, so like the indexer is one of my, one of my things that I want to take a look at while I'm down there working full-time so yeah for sure open that up i'd love to take a look at it yeah i'm a little bit familiar with golang but uh yeah that sounds awesome are you using um wasm or anything i've i've played around with wasm a little bit uh from my experience uh, it creates really heavy bundle mm -hmm. uh bundle sizes and so like i feel like nowadays the performance characteristics of javascript are really not that bad like a lot of people in in the noster community are not web developers 
and they come at it from the perspective of like C or Go or Rust or something, and they're like, ah, JavaScript is so so, so slow, this is not workable. But uh, I mean, the V8 uh, runtime is really really advanced, and uh, com- and um, as long as you can have 60 frames per second animation, uh, you're fine. And you're it's really more about managing the uh, JavaScript runtime than uh, actual performance that allows you to do that. So I've I have only a little bit of interest in Wasm. I think it's a neat project, really cool for like 3D, uh, you know, 3D visualizations in the browser maybe, but um, for for just building a piece of software, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm, okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, JavaScript annoys the hell out of me. Oh, me too, me too. <laughs> I'm a developer. I know all of its idiosyncrasies. It's a disaster of a language. I'm a big fan of like Clojure, um, and uh, I would be a fan of Elixir if I'd used it more. But uh, yeah, I, I'm stuck. I I know Clo- I know uh, I know Python and JavaScript, and so I think I'm just gonna I'm doomed to spend the rest of my life writing Python and JavaScript. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the closest you're gonna get to hell, I guess. <laughs> No, no. The closest you're gonna get is is PHP. My first programming job was PHP, uh, PHP five, and uh, when I when I joined the company I'm currently with, uh, I I told them like they they had a ph they had a legacy PHP application and I said I'm not working on the legacy PHP application, uh, and so they hired me for a rewrite and we rewrote it in Python, um, but that was my uh, my graduation out of out of the tar pit of PHP. I've heard it's better. But uh, I don't believe it. <laughs> so with uh, Coracle, what's the architecture that you've used for that? Yeah, so uh, it's gone through a couple different iterations, which is why I don't have any features in Coracle, because I've been busy figuring out uh, how to use Noster and WebSockets and everything. Um, but uh, at this point, I've basically landed on using IndexedDB as a local uh, a local copy of information that the user is going to want access to. So right now, uh, alerts and messages are stored in IndexedDB, and then I also have a copy of every person that the user has interacted with, um, or, or just viewed, so that I can load profiles really quickly and load context for uh, for notes really quickly. Uh, the other thing I want to add to IndexedDB is a copy of all the user's events, um, so that they can download those and and just like take them out of the client. Um, so, so yeah, it's mostly, so for feeds, it basically grabs the first set of messages from the fastest relay, uh, which, which leads to a problem, right? So like, uh, the fastest relay that I'm usually connected to is Zebedee.cloud. And I'm also connected to WellOrder, uh, nosterpub.wellorder.net. And Zebedee, uh, dominates my feed because WellOrder is so, is, is comparatively slower at responding. And so finding a way to interleave those or maybe do like a round robin of, uh, of choosing which relay to, to select things from would be really helpful. Um, but it, yeah, as it is right now, it just kind of grabs whatever whatever's fastest when doing feeds. And then uh, <clears throat> for, for specific events, so when you're loading a note detail or when you're loading a user profile, um, it'll wait until it has all the information that it needs. So sometimes those can load a little bit more slowly. Um, you, it'll also uh, load up a note and display the note itself and then load the context in the background and then add that to that. Um, that's what I had <clears throat> on the second iteration for uh, for feeds. 
And the result was that feeds would reflow all the time because new re replies would get loaded in and move everything around. And it was a huge pain. Now feeds are a lot more stable. So, so that's nice. Um, but you don't, you also don't get the context, you know, pretty much every like or reply count is just sitting at zero. Uh, so that's kind of unfortunate, but it's a work in progress. So are you waiting for an EOSE before you do, before you do stuff? In a lot of cases, it depends. I'm trying to listen as much as possible and not wait for EOS. Um, but yeah, like, uh, when I'm paginating, so the way I was doing pagination was I was doing it on a time basis. So I would say, what's a reasonable heuristic for how long, um, how long a page would be on this type of feed. So like on a network, it would be an hour on, on the global tab, it would be one minute. Um, and then I would just load everything from that time interval, uh, wait for EOS and then display it. Um, and actually I would wait for EOS, load the context for that. So replies and likes and parents, and then wait for the EOS. So that's why Coracle was so slow up until today was I was waiting for two or more EOSs before, uh, from all relays that I, that you're connected to before displaying any content because I was going for full context. And now, now I'm a little bit more loose about it. So going for uh, less less layers of context and fewer relays, EOSing. But yeah, I am still waiting for an EOS. So that means slower, means more consistent context and less reflow. So what you'll notice when you look at other other clients like Snort is you'll see a lot of reflow. It's very fast to load, um, but you get a lot of empty profile pictures and public keys and stuff uh, kind of flashing. <laughs> yeah, EOS is basically an event that the relay sends when it's done sending events. So you say, you know, give me all kind one events by this, with this uh, pub key is the author, and it'll send you 10 events and then it'll finally give you an 11th and then an EOS, and that's how you know you're done. And uh, EOS stands for end of stored events. Okay, so the, yeah, so that's why, you, that's why you can't really interleave with multiple relays. Yeah, that's, 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 a, that's a, actually a more complicated problem to solve than it, than it's, than it first appears. Um, yeah, it, it might be impossible. I really haven't, it's, I haven't put a lot of thought, honestly, into Noster. Uh, just because I've been so busy implementing things. And that's kind of what's cool about Noster is it's super easy to build new things, but it's very hard to polish them and to do it really, really well. Fortunately, we don't need to polish yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. It, now is the time. Uh, I was talking to Will Kassarin on Twitter, and yeah, now is the time for client FOMO. Now is the time to build things that don't really work. Uh, now is the time to tell your users, oh yeah, if it doesn't work, just clear your, your local storage, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, it worked for me, so what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I actually added, uh, I'm, I'm kind of curious how, how controversial this is going to be. I added uh, analytics and uh, bug reporting to Coracle today. That was part of my release. Um, so, and what I do is basically uh, send send bugs to uh, Bug Snag. It's just a kind of a error reporting software. Um, and uh, and then for analytics, I'm using 
kind of a uh, a companion server that I have. Uh, right now, basically all it does is it loads uh, image previews and link previews. Um, but I added analytics in a Postgres database to that. And so um, for analytics, I carefully anonymize everything. Like I don't, I don't want to know like even the public keys or event IDs of anything that uh, people are looking at. I just want to know how people are using uh, Coracle and how 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 much people are using Coracle to know, so I know whether to continue investing in it or put my efforts elsewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I know that the Nostra community is pretty privacy uh, conscious. Um, and so I want to be careful to, uh, make that optional. So if you go into your settings page, you can turn that off. Um, but yeah, I, 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 uh, I want to know when, when something's wrong. I was actually telling my wife earlier today, this is how, you know, this is the first, uh, side project that I've ever been serious about is I've added error reporting to it. <laughs> so like in Golang or Rust or whatever, I just, I use fatal errors like everywhere. Cause like if something goes wrong, I want it to die so I can, so that it forces you to fix it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Swallowed errors are the worst. I, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to hear hear about how Coracle's broken. I just want to know and fix it. That's all. Uh, how are you using Bugsnag with Coracle? Yeah, so just basically the default installation. Uh, it catches unhandled rejections and thrown errors and uh, sends them over to Bugsnag. And then I can look at it. Um, JavaScript error reporting is pretty cruddy. Um, Python allows you to annotate stack traces and stuff with local variables, which is pretty neat. Um, but yeah, JavaScript is just like, here's the stack trace, it's minified, good luck! Uh, and then, you know, if you have source maps, you can unminify it, but that's pretty much all you get. So, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not tracking IP addresses or, or any identifying information as, as <laughs> best of my ability. Uh, and are you doing any, uh, persistence, um, lo local persistence? Because IndexedDB is not persisted uh after refresh right no index db is uh it's it's kind of flaky though i guess it's got a couple of different modes i don't know a ton about it um but coracle doesn't rely on index db being populated it's just sort of an optimization for loading stuff that would be accessed multiple times um, but yeah, IndexedDB, I guess, has a couple of different modes where you can say persist this or else, or you can say persist this if you want. <laughs> so I'm using the persist this if you want mode. It was a new API that, that showed up after local storage. So local storage is pretty old, and local storage is a synchronous interface, which means that if you're storing a ton of data, it can actually get in the way of your render loop. Uh, IndexedDB is an is a asynchronous um, interface. And it's a little bit more sophisticated. You can have some indexes and stuff. And uh, I'm using a wrapper, Dexy, around it. Uh, so it's pretty straightforward for me to use. Actually, we should talk about indexing, the indexing layer more, since you've had some thoughts about that. Um, yeah, totally. I've been spending so much time actually coding that I haven't done a lot of the sort of foundational philosophical thinking about any of this stuff. But, uh, yeah, as far as indexing, it obviously has to be done, right? Um you're just going to end up with a non-performant or really limited feature set for Noster if you don't have indexes to pull from. I would really like indexes to be... Uh, to the, for the topology of indexers to be decentralized in the same way that um, relays are. I don't think it's sufficient for relays to be distributed. 
across a lot of different nodes. Um, you see this with with other platform effects. So like with the Lightning Network, right? You have um, a whole bunch of fairly centralized nodes that do most of the traffic, have most of the liquidity in the system. And if you want to send an, and send a Lightning payment, you have to connect to one of those nodes or at least have a have a path through them to get to your destination. And uh, if if Noster wants to be a sort of like global network, you know, uh, rather than a whole bunch of insulated communities, um, Noster needs to to solve that problem. And I, I don't really think that problem is solvable. So to a certain extent, Noster is going to be uh, captured and you're going to have the same sort of uh, captured by indexers, right? So indexers are just one uh, one way to augment Noster. Um, there are lots of other ways. So like chain analysis is uh, sort of a Bitcoin layer too, right? It, uh, it adds certain functionality on top of the layer one of Bitcoin. It's not functionality that helps with scalability or speed of payments, but it's, uh, it's a layer two that helps with uh, government surveillance. So a feature for some people. Um, and so indexers capture the network. Uh, uh, let's see, what else? I guess custodial lightning providers would sort of capture Noster as well a little bit. Um, but yeah, ba basically any, any uh, bespoke functionality, whether it's open source or proprietary, is going to capture the Noster network. And so I, I think Noster is a great starting point. Um, because you can use Noster without using those second layer protocols. And if you're really concerned about censorship resistance, you will. You'll just write a client that talks to a bunch of relays and use that distributed layer one. Uh, but for kind of everyday use, um, you know, kind of your mass broadcasting stuff, you're going to need those second layer indexers. So, so that's the dark side of those layer two. Um, but I still think they're really interesting. So like as far as the the things that I would like to see from indexers to start with is just basically counting things uh, instead of having to download them. But down the road, uh, sort of web of trust analysis and graph traversal would be really nice. So, and, and I think that could solve a lot as far as scalability. Um, so if you align the, what I like to say is you align the social graph with the network graph. Um, and that means that you only have to travel one or two hops in order to find all the people that you're actually interested in uh, being associated with. So the example I like to give is, um, you know, let's say there's like a Bitcoin hackers Noster uh, relay where the Bitcoin hackers hang out like the Bitcoin hackers Mastodon currently, right? Uh, but then there's also a uh, relay for my church community. 99% of the people at my church are not interested in Bitcoin. Uh, so the fact that I'm a member of Bitcoin hackers uh, should be pretty much irrelevant to them. But if I and five other people uh, interact with a piece of content from Bitcoin hackers, it should be replicated over to my church community and they should start to see that. So and that basically is social proof that that content is relevant to them or potentially relevant to them or at least not threatening to them. Right, and so this same mechanism can be used to uh, help with spam a lot. So right now we have this trade-off of you can suppress spam by only following people that people you follow follow, um, 
But then you have the problem of newcomers not being able to enter into uh, the network and find any followers. Uh, and so people basically have to uh, altruistically go out of their way to go greet a bunch of newcomers. And as spammers uh, increasingly flood the network, that's just not going to become feasible. Um, and so you need a sort of a community structure to plug people into where you have a small group of uh, that's highly trusted where a spammer is not going to find it because it's a really low uh, ROI for a spammer. You, you get on my local church community's uh, instance of 100, 200, 300 people. Um, like <laughs> what spammer is going to bother with that? Um, and then, so anyone that joins that is implicitly trusted, right? Uh, and potentially you could do this by guarding the, the relay with off uh, challenges and stuff like that. So you've got a whitelist and you actually have moderation. And then once they're in there, then they're trusted and they're followed by people because they actually know them in real life. And then things that they say might become popular. And if a lot of people in that church community, uh, you know, interact with their, their notes in a positive way, then that could send a signal when those notes are published to other other relays back to the Bitcoin hackers instance, for, in, for example, um, that that person in that church community might be interesting to the Bitcoin, Bitcoin hackers community at large. And so you get cross pollination that way and you get a web of trust. And uh, it's, you know, it's not something I've researched. I know there have been PhDs written about this kind of thing. Um, but, uh, I'm excited to start reading those papers and, uh, potentially apply some of that, uh, just graph traversal stuff and social, social graph analysis to, to Noster. Um, but, uh, you know, again, that's, that's something that a client is not going to be capable of processing. You're going to need a second layer to do stuff like that too. Um, another layer, I think, or another, another area that second layers might be really, really helpful in is kind of uh, the business case on Noster. So in my day job, I do a little bit of like social media marketing and I, I feel really dirty whenever I go on Instagram. <laughs> it's basically just like pimping yourself out. So I hope that Noster can fix that uh, in a lot of ways uh, by uh, reducing the kind of the incentives to, um, to, uh, to gain attention, to, uh, to increase engagement and that sort of thing. But um but uh, e-commerce on e on uh, on social media is not going to go away. So second layers um, for indexing and bidding for that kind of thing, uh, I think are going to come out too. It sounds like you've done some thought around this, um, around this aspect, the commerce aspect. Just my showers every morning <laughs> and all night, every night. Uh, you know, I, I'm sure it sounds like you've fallen down the Bitcoin rabbit hole too. Uh, Nostra is a lot like that. I've heard a lot of people make that same comparison, but it's a, just an absolute obsession. Uh, I cannot stop thinking about it. It's crazy, but yeah, bidding I think is really interesting. So like, you know, we've talked about, um, like Jack gave all that money to Fiat Jeff and, uh, Will, and, uh, they've paid some of it out. Um, but there's not really any like public record of, who has been paid or who ought to be paid or ways to submit a project to that or any record of bounties. It's just like not something people, anyone's taken the time to build. Um, and so I was thinking about that and thinking about building bounties into Noster with a new kind or something. 
And so basically what would, what you would do is you would say, here's a note. I'm going to say, um, you know, I want this project done. And once you verify with me that it's done, then this, uh, I'm staking some, some Bitcoin on it. Uh, and I will, I will pay that out. And then, and basically what you would want to do on the Noster layer is, uh, basically annotate that note to say that it has been, uh, claimed and then that it has been paid out. So you could have a bunch of different configurations of that. You could have let you could let multiple people claim it, and then one person pay out, or you could have only one person claim it, uh, and then lock it for other other claims, um, and then finally pay out. Um, and uh, but building that on Noster would be super hard because uh, you you have this eventual consistency model, where yeah maybe someone will claim it, and that would be an exclusive claim. But what if someone on a different relay wants to claim it? Um, they could submit a claim because from their perspective, it's not claimed yet. So you basically can't have locks on anything with Noster. So that's where a layer two would come in. You'd basically use Noster as the broadcast layer to uh, traverse the social graph in order to get in touch with the most people possible or the right people, right? Um, but then you'd use that second layer to actually broker the, uh, broker the claims and the payouts. I don't know. I'm I'm totally I'm totally like making this up on the spot, but uh, it, it seems to me like Nostra is not the be all end all. There, there's going to be a lot of a, a lot of different moving pieces that are going to have to make it work. So you're you're moving down to Texas to Austin, right? Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting. Uh, Futo, I, I had never heard of them before December, but I guess uh, you know one other project that they've incubated is Calyx OS, uh, and I've run that on my phone, so. Uh, it's a pretty big deal. I, I guess the guy who founded it worked in uh, tech in, in uh, Silicon Valley um, and made a whole bunch of money, and he wants to use it to tear down big tech, which is pretty awesome, pretty ironic, kind of poetic. Um, so, yeah, he's funding projects that, uh, that help to reduce the hold that Google and Facebook and Twitter have on, uh, on just, I, I guess, everyday people. So yeah, and it's it's really like it's really light light-handed. Um, you know, I I kept asking, okay, so what are you expecting from me? I just want to make sure that I can uh, I can put in the time that you're expecting. And he's like, yeah, you just kind of show up and hang out with people, and we'll have a stand-up meeting every week. And uh, you know, you should be definitely getting something done. But uh, we're not going to take any equity. Uh, we're going to pay for your, your, uh, transportation costs. You're going to, we're going to pay for your housing. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just want to see a bunch of people making really good stuff. So I don't know who I'm going to be hanging out with down there. Uh, I know that a couple of people are working on lightning related projects, which is great. Cause I don't know a ton about lightning. Um, you know, to the uninitiated, the bips and the nips and the bolts are, uh, pretty disorienting. I've uh, I've listened to enough bit Bitcoin related stuff that I can usually recognize the bips, and I I know the nips almost by heart by now. But the bolts, uh, I I don't know what the bolts are. <laughs> so uh, it'll be good to be able to ask ask people for some help on that, and uh, just network and get to know people should be a lot of fun. I also hear that Austin is a great great like tourist place. So um, my kids are all really young. So uh, hopefully we'll be able to check out like the caves and the bat watching and the and amphibious uh vehicle tours and all that good stuff too yeah. yeah everyone seems to be moving moving down there so i mean it can't be too bad <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. I have a couple of friends who moved down there. We're not planning to make it a permanent thing, but, uh, who knows, who knows what can happen. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I was debating on talking about was like how my faith relates to, to Noster, you know, so like the Bible has uh, a lot of verses about a lot of different stuff, but it has over a thousand verses about money. Like, I think it talks about money more than about sex. (laughs) Right. And like people think Christians are uh, obsessed with sex. Well, we should be obsessed with money. Right. Because, you know, and and the two the two verses that kind of come to mind is that the love of money is the root of all evil. And uh, uh, God hates unjust weights and measures. And uh, Bitcoin kind of brings back um, justice in money. And that's something I'm super excited about. And, uh, and my motivation for working on Noster is basically just love for, uh, the church for my church, you know, one, one area that, that Bitcoin has been, uh, really, um, helpful in that maybe people aren't super aware, like the Oslo freedom forum talks a lot about Bitcoin across borders and stuff. Um, but Bitcoin is used a lot of the time to, to fund missionaries because it's censorship resistant. So Noster is similar, right? You know, uh, we can use Noster to communicate across borders, uh, in addition to sending money across borders. Um, Noster, you know, like all, all the censorship on Twitter got my attention, really. And that's not exclusive to Christians, but Christians have a super long history of being persecuted uh, by the powers that be. And uh, I'm really interested as we go from a uh, very Christian society to a very post Christian society. Um, to uh to give the people that i love uh the tools that they need to uh um to be able to continue to do business and uh form relationships and friendships and worship so um anyway i i don't mean to like tack uh tack my faith on to noster but it really is what motivates me and 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 i spent a lot of time thinking about that thinking about how those things relate um you know my my dad always told me like you need to have integrity and I didn't really know what that meant for a long time until I realized that the etymology of integrity, it's related to integration. So what it means to have integrity is to be one person at all times, right? You don't tell people that you're one thing and then do something else. Uh, and it also means that the things you believe in one area should cohere with the things you believe in another area. So here I am. I'm a software developer working on like you know, anarcho crypto, crypto anarchist, uh, projects, and then going to church on Sunday. I can already hear the complaints about, you know, don't talk about religion and politics, but, um, I think it's, it's good to have some, um, context and, uh, that's kind of all we've got time for, but it was awesome to have you on and, um, let us know how it goes uh, down in Texas and working on Coracle. Well, uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. I, I, uh, I love Nostrovia. I, I'm really excited to hear from other devs. Just, uh, you know, like I said, I've, I've been listening to an insane amount of Bitcoin material. Uh, I'm excited to listen to an insane amount of Noster material, too. <laughs> so thanks for starting out. I, I, was, I was actually gearing up to start my own Noster podcast, like the week before you guys launched. And uh, I was like, I don't really want to do this, but someone has to. So I'm glad you, t- you took the bullet for me.